So one of the first skills I want to talk about is actually called talking tentatively. And in order to be able to like dive into the concept of talking tentatively, I want to remind you that right now, everything you've written to me is your story. It's just a story. It's not a fact. I'm sure that you could give me a lot of examples of what you're trying to talk about. But even if you gave me all those examples, they would just be in support of your story. Welcome to the Infinite Capacity Podcast for Moms in Midlife. I'm your host, Andrea Morton of Think to Thrive Coaching, and I'm here to help you discover your full potential. Are you ready to reach for the stars? Is it time to level up your life and relationships? Are you looking for inspiration? I'm excited. Let's get started with this week's episode. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Infinite Capacity Podcast. I am thrilled to be back with you here today, and I hope that your month is going really well so far. I have absolutely loved getting the feedback that you have all sent in about this new um, format that we're trying out, that we're experimenting with on the podcast called Ask Andrea. And I was really gratified to receive a lot of messages, uh, text messages, messages on social media, and also emails um, from listeners letting me know that they really like this uh, format where I am being given an actual question by a real client to go ahead and, um, you know, respond to you, give a little coaching feedback for, and that's what we did earlier this month. And, um, apparently it was very useful. So that's great. I'm so happy to hear it. And today I'm going to be sharing another message, um, anonymously, uh, that, you know, sent to me by a potential client. And, um, so I'm going to read it to you now and then share with you a really interesting book that I highly recommend that you might want to go out and purchase for yourself. It's something that I refer to uh, very frequently in my coaching and uh, something that I think is a great resource. So in my response to this, this wonderful letter sent in by a vulnerable young woman, I am going to be highlighting a really excellent book that you can go out and purchase today and read for yourself. So here is the letter. Dear Andrea, I am a married mother of one. I have been listening to your podcast for a while now. My husband is the youngest of four kids. He has three sisters. That's my problem and the thing that I want coaching on. In short, my husband's sisters hate me, or at least I really think they act like they do. I know you're going to tell me that it isn't useful to think that way, but I can give you plenty of examples of how they've treated me over our years together. And all this makes me really uncomfortable at family gatherings, and I really don't want to invite his sisters over to our house. My husband does not understand this because he loves his sisters and they baby him. They all treat him like he's a prince, and they act like I am not good enough for him. I love my husband, but I really don't want to deal with his sisters. Next month is my husband's birthday. And I know that he would be really happy if I'd throw a family party for him and invite his sisters and their families to come. I just don't want to. I'm super busy with work and our two-year-old, and I really don't feel like going out of my way for these, these women. Can you give me some coaching on this? Thanks. Signed, Feeling Like Cinderella. Okay, well, Feeling Like Cinderella, let me tell you that I bet 
at least 50 to 80% of the women listening to this call today can 100% relate with what you're saying. Maybe not through sisters-in-law, but through some kind of a relative that they know that they do not feel very comfortable around. This is not an uncommon topic, so please don't feel alone or like you're going through this by yourself. Lots of people out there have had to deal with very difficult relatives, either of their own or in-laws. It's a pretty common topic, and that's why you see it featured so often in movies or TV shows, because it's just part of the human experience. And so I really appreciate you bringing up this vulnerable topic, and I'd love to help give you a little bit of coaching feedback that hopefully will get you in a new mindset where you'll be able to make decisions about what you want to do about your husband's upcoming birthday. And by the way, happy birthday in advance. Okay, so the book I want to talk to you about today and which I often use for coaching topics such as this when you have a conflict or at least a seeming conflict between a variety of people that are important is this book called Crucial Conversations. And Crucial Conversations was written by Carrie Patterson, Joseph Grenny, Ron McMillan, and Al Switzler. And this was actually written a while ago. There's multiple editions of this book available. It's been out for quite a while. There are literally millions of copies sold. And the subtext of it, it's tools for talking when the stakes are high. And um, if you, the listeners, end up being interested in reading this book or having a copy of it, you can definitely find it very easily on Amazon.com or um, from any of your local booksellers. And I will put a link to it in the show notes from today's podcast. But Crucial Conversations has a premise, and the premise is that most of our human problems lie in how we behave when people disagree with us or when we disagree with them around high-stakes emotional issues. And so it offers readers the chance to help master um, those kinds of crucial moments. It gives some skills that can be really useful. So today, in talking to you about your dilemma with the birthday party and your husband's sisters, I want to just highlight a couple of the skills um, that you can all read about in this book, Crucial Conversations. And these are things that, um, you know, are really useful and we use a lot in coaching. So one of the first skills I want to talk about is actually called talking tentatively. And in order to be able to like dive into the concept of talking tentatively, I want to remind you that right now, everything you've written to me is your story. It's just a story. It's not a fact. I'm sure that you could give me a lot of examples of what you're trying to talk about. But even if you gave me all those examples, they would just be in support of your story. So... The problem comes when we think that the story we're telling about a situation is 100% true and there couldn't be any other versions or explanations of this story. And then we take it as a fact and then we make our decisions based around facts, the facts that we think are true about what is actually just a story. So if we go through your letter, you've actually told a real story here. And the story that you have is that your husband's sisters hate you, or at least that they act like they hate you. And you're telling the story that they treat your husband like a prince and that they don't think you're good enough for him and that um, you just don't really want to be around them, that, you know, you're too busy with work and your kid and you just don't want to. And so, yeah, I totally read that and I hear the story that you're telling and I understand that you have some real examples that you could use to back that up. 
But you're telling me the story as though it's a fact, and I am going to give you the tool of talking tentatively, which means that you tell the story as a story rather than disguising it to yourself or anyone else as a hard fact. So when you're telling a story, you recognize that it's just one possible interpretation of whatever's actually happening, and then you are going to try to take a tone that is maybe a little softer. Um, Your tone is going to be a blend between confidence and humility. So you're going to share your story in a way that shows that you are fairly confident in the conclusions you've drawn, but that you're open to those conclusions being challenged. You're open to the fact that, hey, maybe there's another way of looking at this. So in your specific example, for example, you could tell a story, instead of saying your sisters hate me as a fact, you could change it to a story. And that would be like, hey, you know, hun, in my opinion, your sisters hate me. And just adding those words in my opinion changes things and it really softens them. Or if you're feeling kind of brave and you want to talk to the sisters themselves about the situation, you could go ahead and change your phrasing from, hey, I think the three of you guys hate me to sometimes I wonder if the three of you hate me. So do you hear those special words? Sometimes I wonder or I am beginning to think that, or in my opinion, and I know this sounds like semantics, but actually just changing your wording can really change how what you're saying comes across, and it can really change how other people will then respond to it. So according to the authors of Crucial Conversations, it's actually really good to soften your message so that you can add meaning to the pool rather than forcing your opinion on other people and sort of getting them to shut down. So what do I mean by that? Well, if you are too forceful in the way you convey your message, even say you're just talking to your husband and you say definitively, your sisters hate me. Okay, that is sort of an open and closed statement that doesn't really give your husband the opportunity to really share his perspective and may put him on the defensive, especially if he really loves his sisters and especially if he sees it differently than how you see it. So what happens when you're too forceful is that your information is not actually going to make it into that shared pool of understanding you have with your husband. It's not going to make it into that shared pool of meaning that you have with him because it might actually just shut him down from the get go. And, you know, think back if you've ever had that kind of an experience with your partner in the past where like you said something really forcefully and rather than actually listening to you or taking in what you were saying or really thinking about it, your partner then just shut down, clammed up and then, you know, maybe attacked you. So it's really important if you have a a really crucial message that you want to get across either to your husband or to his sisters that you soften what you're saying, you soften the tone and that um, you make it, you know, easier for them to not be resistant to what you're saying. Now, get, I just want to be sure that I'm being really clear here. If you're talking tentatively, it's not the same as being wishy-washy or as the authors of Crucial Conversations call it, wimpy. I'm not sure I would use that word. That's um, kind of a, a word that has a flavoring to it, right? But when you're tentative, it doesn't mean that you're wishy-washy. You can still be confident. Um, you can also be like, you know, um, very clear without being too hard or too soft. It's about striking just the right tone. 
And as you're being confident, you can do something which is really useful, which is invite opposing views and make it clear to the person you're having the conversation with that you actually really welcome their views, even if their views are different than yours. Um, That's really important because if you're talking to your husband about his sisters, or if you're talking to the sisters about how you feel about your relationship with them, it's really important that you have that soft openness to like, inviting a different point of view. So you could say something, for example, like, hey, do you see this differently than I do? Or what am I missing here? Like, this is the story I've been telling myself, but what am I missing here? Another really great one, I know it seems simple, but it can be very useful is, hey, I'd love to hear the an, a different side of this story. So maybe you're talking to your husband and you say, hun, you know, I just got to tell you, I really, you know, sometimes I have the opinion that your sisters hate me, or sometimes I'm beginning to wonder if your sisters hate me. But then instead of leaving it dangling like that as sort of like something that he could get upset by or feel defensive about, instead, you could say, I'd really love to hear a a different perspective on this, or I'd really love to hear another side of this story. What's your perspective on this? What do you think? And see how that opens a window, Cinderella. It opens the lens that you could let some other things in. Okay, so imagine if you broached the same conversation with your sisters-in-law, or maybe just one of them, and you said, hey, sometimes I wonder if the, if the three of you hate me. Do you see things differently than I do here? Like, I would really love to hear what you think about that because, you know, you might have a different lens on this than I do. And then you could be really open to listening to whatever your sister-in-law or sisters-in-law might say. And, you know, you never know. You could be really surprised. Like maybe you think that they strongly dislike you and they come back and they something say something really surprising to you like, oh, my gosh. Cinderella, we thought that you hated us. Or Cinderella, that that's so surprising because actually all this time we felt like you thought you're too good for us. Do you see how that would open up further conversation and further mutual understanding? Because now you're able to see a little bit from their lens and they're able to see a little bit from your lens and suddenly you're able to actually communicate and get to know each other a bit better And that might change things for you. Another great tool discussing crucial conversations, what we use all the time in coaching, is this question. What if I'm wrong here? What if the opposite of what I'm thinking is actually true? Okay, so Cinderella, what if you're wrong about the way your sisters-in-law feel about you? And what if the opposite was actually true? What if your sisters-in-law actually really like you? What if you're misinterpreting them? So that then becomes the second question. It's like a follow-up question. Because if they actually liked you, how would you act differently in the situation? Like when you're around them or in terms of inviting them to your house, spending time with them, talking about them to your husband. How would you act differently if you really believed that your sisters-in-law genuinely really liked you? And you believed like, hey, we're having some kind of an impasse in communication here, but I really believe that they really like me. And that's a really, really intriguing question. 
I've had situations like that come up a lot of times um, with my children, for example, where maybe I have a child that's being really snarky in the back seat or like being really like short with me. I might be asking like, how was your day at the end of a school day? And maybe they give me like a really terse one word answer, like fine. And then they like clam up. Now, if I make the assumption that the story that pops into my brain is true, then I might believe, oh, my child is just really rude, or my child just just really doesn't like me, or there's just all these stories I could tell. But what if I was wrong about that? What if the opposite was true and my kid really loved me and my kid wasn't trying to be rude? Then it would open up all these new questions of, oh, okay, how am I going to act differently right now with my kid if my kid loves me and my kid's not trying to be rude? And then I start thinking things like, oh, I wonder if my kid just hasn't eaten well today, or I wonder if something bad happened at school that made them feel really upset, and that's why they're being so short with me. So do you see how just by asking that question, what if I'm wrong about this? What if I'm wrong here? It's actually really powerful. Okay, now, every relationship conflict, whether it's with you and your husband or you and your sisters-in-law, It all starts with a story, and when we feel the need to stand up strongly for ourselves or to cut other people out of our life, which is what you're talking about here when you're saying you don't want to have them over, you don't want to throw the birthday party, like you're just over it. So usually we feel that way because we believe really ardently that we are the right one in the situation and that the other people involved are wrong, but... The book proposes a solution that's really simple, which is that... When you find yourself in a disagreement where you're trying to convince other people that they are the ones who are wrong and that you are the one that is right and that your way of acting is the better way of acting, the best way to actually change the situation rather than just arguing endlessly in a way that maybe people just can't necessarily get on board with is to actually pull back Cinderella and think about what you want for yourself and what you want for others and what you want for your relationship with them. So you would think, how would I behave right now? What would I do about this birthday party if these were the results that I really wanted? And then you got to think, what are the results that you actually really want? So how would I behave right now if I wanted to have a super close relationship with my sisters-in-law? Or what would I do for my husband's birthday if I wanted him to have the best birthday ever? Or... How would I act if I wanted my husband to recognize how much effort I always make with his sisters? So do you see how you're thinking then about the results you actually want from the situation rather than fixating on the story you're telling yourself about how mean the sisters are or how they hate you? Because that just may not be serving you very well. So when you can go ahead and focus on the results that you want to create, it helps you to see whether the thoughts that you're living into are useful and whether they're going to help you get to your goals or it may be they're not. Okay, so Cinderella, all these great strategies that I've been bringing up today come from this wonderful book, Crucial Conversations. As I mentioned, it's by Patterson, Grenny, McMillan, and Switzler. And you can buy this anywhere. It is a very famous and popular book, and it's a wonderful resource, not just for life coaches, but for everybody. So I highly suggest that, um, you know, if you still have a little figuring out to do, maybe you should go pick up a copy and put it in your library and you can read it whenever you like, or you can listen to it on Audible. Um, But I hope that these strategies have been helpful to you. And please know that you are not alone. 
I coach this kind of topic all the time. And it's very, very common for people to suffer in their relationships, even with the most important people in their lives, sometimes with their parents even, or their kids. So please know that um, you are on the right track just by asking the question and asking for coaching. You are doing a fantastic job getting to the next step where you can really heal this and solve this and make things even better and brighter in your life for you, for your husband, and even for the sisters-in-law. So that's what I have for you today. But for you and for all of our listeners out there, I really hope that these strategies and tools have been useful for you, that you can see how you could apply them in your own lives. And I warmly encourage you, if you have any kind of a topic or scenario that you would love to get a little bit of coaching on, and you would be willing to have me do it here in the podcast, without your name, of course, please go ahead and email me, andrea at thinktothrivecoaching.com. Just send me your scenario, and I would absolutely love to go over in a future podcast and give you some coaching feedback that can be helpful in your own life. And of course, we'll be back to you soon with more of these podcasts and with some cool interviews of some amazing women that are out there just tearing it up, doing great things in the world and who are super inspiring. So that is what I have for you today, but I wish you a really fantastic remainder of the month and I look forward to being back here with you again very, very soon. All right, everybody, we'll be back soon with more great new episodes of the Infinite Capacity Podcast. If you'd like to keep in touch between now and then, follow me on Instagram or Facebook at Think to Thrive Coaching, or you can check out my passion project, the Reasonably Priced Growth and Grace Coaching Collective, www.growthandgracecoaching.com. Have you left your five-star review yet for the Infinite Capacity Podcast? You can do so now on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting platform. It's easy and quick to do, and we would appreciate it so much. Have a fantastic week. 